You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech and Future Tech Health Podcast. I have uh, Dr. Amelia Maslow. She's a chiropractor and a pretty good one, top-rated San Francisco chiropractor. Um, I'm not sure if listeners know much about chiropractic, so we're going to go into what it is, how it works, and why it possibly can help people with certain health conditions they have. So, uh, Dr. Maslow, thanks for coming. How are you doing? Very well, thank you, Richard. I'm so glad that you reached out to us, and um, I would be delighted to tell people what chiropractic is. Chiropractic is the science and the art of using your your hands to help people heal their nervous system, uh, starting at the spine, going through the from uh, inward out from the spine out to the extremities and up to the head and down to the feet. We use our hands and we feel for any kind of subluxations or misalignment in the spine. And as a matter of fact, in in any joint. So it doesn't have to be only spine-related injuries. We treat spine, we treat headaches, we treat um, menstrual cramps, we treat um, anything from um, tennis elbow, uh, feet. Um, I have people that come to see me for... um, um, finger issues. So chiropractic could be used on any joint. And as a matter of fact, this is one of the best ways to treat any kind of uh, joint disease to relieve uh, pain and inflammation. What is a subluxation and why does it happen? Well, subluxation is a fancy name of um, misalignment in a joint. It could happen um, just uh, from everyday stresses. The nature of subluxation could be physical. Obviously, if we are somebody runs into us, or we're in the field playing sports, um, you know, we can trip, trip or falls, injuries like that uh, can cause um, joint, which is pretty much a unit of two bones um, and uh, that are surrounded by ligaments and tendons and muscles. So with trauma, those could be strained and stretched, and that joint also can misalign in a way that um, it cannot really realign itself. So that's where chiropractors come in and help relieve that, uh, meaning that um, we are helping the body get the joint back to normal position, normal function, and that should involve, and most chiropractors use um, muscle techniques. Um, We use adjustments for the tendons and the ligaments, and of course, adjusting the the joint so that we can tell the body and and the brain to 
kind of get it back to neutral and fully functioning position. So to the outside observer, you'll be, for instance, pushing down on someone's back and they may hear some popping sounds where they, they crack. Like what is a, what is a crack? If you, yes, you know, when you that adjust is, someone, what, is, what happens? That is a very good question. I, I get it all the time from my patients, and some of my patients love the crack, and some other patients, like, I don't ever want to hear my bones cracking. And what the crack is, is when the joint is not functioning uh, properly, uh, whether because of, you know, an injury of the joint itself or the tissues around the joint, um, mobility is always compromised. And with that compromised mobility, there's also inflammation. And inflammation is just a swelling. That swelling, imagine like a swollen ankle decreases the range of motion further. And when there's no mobility, the, there's no diffusion of, of uh, gases, of nutrients, and waste away and into the joint. So motion is what brings nutrients into the joint, and it also is what brings um, waste out of the joint. And if there's no diffusion like that, some gases like CO2 gas accumulates through there, because there's lack of mobility. And then when we press on it in a certain direction with a certain force, um, we are able to hear this gas escaping, just like opening a Coke bottle and the pressure escapes from the joint. And that decreases the pressure inside the joint. It also decreases pain. It decreases Swelling, so we are able to restore that uh, diffusion and motion in each and every joint through the adjustment. Yeah, I'm one of those people that loves when it cracks, you know, but more the yeah. better. But uh, if it doesn't crack, I feel like I haven't gotten an adjustment, which I'm sure some patients say that they are being adjusted still, right? Yes. Well, that is not the case. We have a specific techniques made specifically to adjust the, to adjust the joint without the cracking with the with an addition of either an instrument or an addition of um drop table and the re, the way those work is that we are able to decrease the pressure but through e increasing the um sensibility of those mechanoreceptors which are inside the joint um there are receptors that tell the the brain that that joint is moving so we really don't have to make a big, wide range of motion and a prop, pop and a crack if we're using those um, instrument, um, uh, this instrument uh, adjusting technique or the table, because with that, there's a very quick stretch of the joint capsule. So not enough to stretch it to the point where we hear a pop but enough to stimulate the brain to say, hey, pay attention, this is uh, what happened, this joint moved, and the, the, the body starts to, um, uh, to reintroduce that motion back. So, and that motion then is what takes the diffusion and decreases the gas inside the, the, the joint as well. So it's just different techniques, they all work. Uh, in our office, we use manual techniques, so there is cracking or popping, or we use instrument or drop table. A lot of times we use block blocks, and they all work. What's, the, uh, what's really important is to pick the technique or the combination of techniques that people are most comfortable with or 
or they they really experience that uh, relief. Well, is it about what people like, or is it about what works best? I mean, do you use like the activator plus the drop table plus manual adjustments all at once? Or? In um, it's never. Uh, I mean, as, as doctors in our practice, um, we do take very thorough history. Many people that come to us have actually already been to a chiropractor. They've been to a physical therapist. They've been to a massage therapist, uh, all kinds of uh, of other ter- therapists, and they come here because something did not work for them. And usually, it doesn't it did not work for them is because um, the the way treatment should uh, be, uh, uh, and this is why I went to chiropractic school. It's not just simple, just let's just pop every single joint on the body or adjust every single joint of the body. It should be mostly let's re-educate how, the, how those tissues, joints, muscles, tendons, ligaments, how are they going to support the, the, the joint in a new way so that this does not return. So that is the more important question. So the, uh, as you were saying, we never go by what uh, the person, um, you know, they come to us and say, oh, this has worked, this hasn't worked. So it's good to know these things. But at the end of the day, as doctors, we are the ones that, that suggest the treatment plan, suggest what kind of adjustments they will need. And if they're absolutely terrified by, from, you know, popping, cracking, um, and then we can uh, certainly accommodate and use other techniques. But generally, patients that come in, they learn to trust us. They we educate them. They uh, they understand exactly, which is really important. They understand what's wrong with them, how we're going to fix it, what are they they're going going to be doing, what we are going to be doing. We have um, everybody's on the same page, and we are we are team working towards getting this done, so that they can never have this, you know, neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, whatever it is, come again. Um, and that is what happens when you do the right thing. I have patients that have I haven't seen for 12 years, <laughs> and they come back with something different. And that is the goal. We need to actually work towards fixing the problem rather than just um, alleviating the problem. So how often do your patients come? I mean, like, so they, they get adjusted. How long does it take for the, you know, the subluxations to come back on average? And, you know, what happens then? Well, it depends, actually, with uh, the way we, we, our treatment plans are are short in the beginning, but very intense, meaning that in order to re-educate how a joint function or a tightness in a muscle or ligament or tendon you actually need repetition. It's just the body relearning what the new tension should be, what the new range of motion should be, and then obviously reinforcing it with some exercises. So um, our treatment plans are um, we see patients for two weeks, for about three times per week for those two weeks. So that is six visits. And with those within those six visits, they will experience pain relief uh, mostly on the second or third visit. And, of course, it depends on severity. But by the sixth visit, for sure, our goal is for the pain to be 80 to 90% gone or completely gone. Our goal is for them to have restarted um, uh, all the activities, uh, 
which they had to stop doing because of uh, of the pain and the um, subluxation and the inflammation, um, as well as get them on a treat uh, on a, um, a therapeutic program that uh, in the way we adjust them. So we teach our patients therapy exercise on every single visit, one or two exercises that pertain specifically to the way we adjust the joint so that when they go home for that week, they continue the repetition and the re-education of that joint in the way it was adjusted so that they actually never, never um, lose their adjustment. So in two weeks, we reevaluate, and then from there on, we, we start putting them on mostly on maintenance. We see them for once a week for the next four weeks. During that time, we, we give them instruction of how to start getting back to um, whether running, whether, um, you know, cross crossfit or um, any sports that they were doing before so that we can monitor as that they're progressing, that they're not getting the subluxation back. And in four weeks, they're done. Um, after that, we do not require or we don't make any patient come for or maintain, but most patients, 99% of our patients feel the benefit of care. So they return for maintenance adjustment any, anything from four to six weeks. But some don't come at all until they, they have something. And as I said, we saw patients that I haven't seen in 12 years that came the other day with a new complaint. So it's really up to the person of what they do after. So do your patients come back like once a week or once a month or what's, what's typical after the initial four the, to six weeks? The typical, the typical um, maintenance schedule is anywhere from four to six weeks. And it really depends on uh, prior history, on the, on the intensity of the activities that, the, that uh, people do. We're in the financial district of San Francisco. I see a lot of patients that sit on the desk, a lot of repetitive stress injuries, both at the desk, at home, and also at the gym. Our patients are, you know, very stressed, very busy, but they they are also very active. They want to relieve stress and 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 um, feel good. And um, mostly, a lot of weekend warriors that also go out there and injure themselves. So um, it depends on the activity level. We suggest anywhere from four to six weeks. What's a, what would you say is new in chiropractic in the last couple of years? Are there any new um, treatment methods or other modalities that you're incorporating? Yes. Uh, I love the fact we are one of the most modern, um, you know, offices in, in San Francisco. I love using technology to help people um, both with treatment but also understanding what um, what they have. We have... Um, the the really uh, nice everybody loves those flexion distraction tables that they can move in a different direction and and um, and stretch out at a different angle. We can bend them laterally so that they we can open one side of the body and work and really feel the mobility through each and every joint on that side and go the other way. Um, we do uh, also have uh, impulse instrument, which is not quite, um, which is much more advanced than the activator 
it is delivering a barrage of uh, very fast um, <clears throat> impulses to to the joint. So it really stimulates the those mechanoreceptors that we talked about earlier, so that um, we're working more with the uh, neurology now, not just muscles and bones, but uh, really getting into the neurological aspect because, as we know, you, you know the nervous system is in um, in the spine. Every level goes to a specific body um, part and and tissue and joints. So it's really important that we're able to engage a neurology. And when I explain it to people, it makes such a such a great sense to them it's like oh yeah it's just like when I go to the gym and I I work out for uh you know for a day I'm not gonna get uh uh biceps all of a sudden I'm like no you're not going to but if you go you know maybe three times a week for the next two weeks maybe you'll start seeing something you know so it's um it's definitely uh an awesome things that are happening with chiropractic. Um, lasers are another part that uh, are pretty big, um, and we are uh, going to be incorporating lasers very soon. Um, educationally, we have uh, great, on the iPad, we have uh, really cool ways of people to see what is happening. We also have a video equipment that we can videotape them and see what the movement is uh, so that they can own that because if they can see and know what's wrong with them, they have all day, 24, you know, 7 to be able to, uh, to, to know what not to do and what to do to stay better. And that is, um, I, I think, uh, most powerful about people knowing what they have so that they're empowered to, to change it. Very good. Um, so what's the best way for people to find out more about your clinic? And then after that, maybe to find out about chiropractic in general. But, but your clinic, you serve San Francisco area. So, you know, is there a good website for them to go to or how do they find you? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, uh, the, our website is chirohealthsf, like San Francisco.com. Of course, we are... Um, also on uh, Yelp, and we are rated as uh, one of the top three chiropractors in in San Francisco. Uh, they can read lots of reviews on on Google. Find us on Google's at Cairo Health Coma Inc. So it will be really uh, easy to find us if you if you type uh, you know Cairo Health. We should be uh, be able to find us really easy. Very good. Well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you very much. You're very welcome, Richard. Thank you for having me. You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. 
No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. Thank you.